Stand by. Hello and welcome to the Lackadaisical Libricubicularist. And now your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello! Welcome to the Librocube. I am Jordan Maywood, the Lackadaisical Librocubicularist. Today is Monday... Sort of. Ah, uh, the, the, the last bunch of episodes, kinda sorta, kinda sorta, um, I have talked about how I drive the TARDIS car, and we mess with time. In this case, I mean that it is not technically Monday within the Libro Cube. However, we are going to pretend it is Monday. Otherwise known as Movie Monday. Because over the course of the holidays, I watched a shit ton of movies. Uh, enough, in fact, to do two entire podcasts. So, I uh, split them in half. How about that? Movie Monday, probably the most important thing to do right off the bat, is to say that there will most likely be spoilers. So, this is your spoiler alert, alert, alert. Uh, so, be warned. You have been warned. Um, warning. Today's sponsor is... Pulp Free Pulp Fiction Orange Juice with Cheese. Once again, today's sponsor is Pulp Free Pulp Fiction Orange Juice with cheese. Alright, so let's uh, jump right in. I have brought back to the Libro Cube uh, seven films today. That is a lot of films. So, let's see what I can do with them. What do you say? Join me. Join me on the magical experience of talking about movies and stuff. Uh, you know what? Why don't I just also throw out a... Um, Despite this being a movie Monday, even though it's not because we're in the TARDIS car, let's uh, just throw out a uh, welcome back. Hope you had a happy, happy holiday season. I had a nice many days off over the last two weeks. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the Scrooged episode. I kind of did that uh, as a sort of present for the holidays. Also, uh, it meant that I could record one three-hour podcast and then take the rest of the time off, uh, especially considering I was doing very little driving to and from work, so uh, that is when I normally record these. So welcome back to this um, alleged Monday. Starting next week, I think we'll kind of be back in the old swing of things with uh, actual factual Monday is a Monday. Tuesday is a TV Tuesday, etc. Alright. Oh, uh, just one other podcast-related thing. Um, the site that hosts this podcast is called Podbean, as you may know. And uh, they, for the most part, have been very good. The only complaint I ever had um, has since disappeared is that occasionally their site would be down for maintenance and what have you, and uh, too many people using it and things of that internet nature. Um, so what they have done, and I think 
smartly done and so far so goodly done is uh, moved their podcast hosting over to the Amazon cloud. Uh, Amazon, uh, I actually did not know this until I read an interesting article, I think it was in Wired Magazine, is one of the largest uh, internet hosts out there. So that's kind of cool. So uh, since that has happened, um, around the holiday seasons or just before, I have not once yet seen the uh, Podbean website and my section of it uh, down for any reason. So much appreciated there. Where? Okay, movie the first. Little, uh, little film by the name of uh, Sleepwalk With Me. This is starring uh, Mike Berbigula. Berbigula. Um, he occasionally, I, you know what, I'm trying to remember, does he have a podcast of his own? If he does not, he does the rounds. I, I've heard him on quite a few podcasts, I think. Very uh, funny stand-up comedian dude. It's a uh, interesting thing about this movie, kind of, sort of, is that um, I mentioned whenever I, whenever I hear anywhere from a person online, in a podcast, anywhere, period, about a movie that I have a desire to see, um, I will uh, go into my Amazon, huh, speak of the devil, and um, then put it on my wish list so that I know at some point I will see said movie. Or if someone, like, recommends one, I'll put it on that list, and then I'll make uh, an effort to see it. This movie, uh, I, I say strange because I put it on, I forget where I heard about it, I put it on my Amazon wish list, and then within a day or two, um, I saw it was available on Canadian Netflix for free. <laughs> I always kind of weird that think just because it's on Netflix, it's for free. Um, I do pay $8 a month, but it still kind of feels free with the amount that I watch on it. It's, does that make sense? Probably not. Uh, Mike Berbigula plays, for all intents and purposes, himself. Uh, however, he slightly changes his name. Uh, his wife, played by, I wrote it down, Lauren Ambrose. Lauren Ambrose I have seen in other things, and she's always very good, very attractive. So they play a husband and wife. Mike plays a struggling stand-up comedian. So I've watched other movies with that sort of uh, behind-the-scenes kind of uh, vibe of stand-up comedia. What was the other one? Uh, I Am Comic? That kind of gave a little insight into what it's like to uh, be a stand-up comic, because it's something that's always fascinated me. It's something that I think if, uh, if I were to not work a, a sort of 9-to-5 job, and could do anything I wanted to. It's something that I would probably consider maybe possibly pursuing that sort of life. Um, Mike Berbigula, uh, struggling in his comedy, married, or not married, um, dating Lauren Ambrose, just kind of floating through life, directionless would be a way to say it, uh, not doing very well uh, in the stand-up world. They show some of his uh, sort of act. <laughs> I should put quotes around that because it's not really an act. It's 
a kind of a loose conglomeration of not very good jokes. Uh, <laughs> it is one of those kind of makes you cringe to see him do his act. The audience does not respond basically whatsoever. Oh wait, one guy did say next, so that wasn't too good. Then he learns that for him to develop his act to sort of the next level, uh, he should or could or can when does make it um, personal. Talk about his actual life. That's uh, that's one way to go. He talks about um, him and his girlfriend, his uh, battle, I guess you could say, with uh, depression, which uh, obviously for me kind of uh, hit a note, struck home. And um, through this whole movie, uh, as the title suggests, he will occasionally sleepwalk, which uh, was very well done um, because they'd film it as if the dream he was having, he was doing the actions of the dream in real life, in his sleepwalking state. So uh, I, I like that. It, it was cool how it kind of, kind of synced up. Also cool, actually, speaking of syncing up, how it kind of synced up with what you uh, would imagine him thinking in his day-to-day -day life, and you could see why he was dreaming about these various things. So, very, very good movie. I'm going to go... Rating-wise, uh, four to five. Uh, yeah, yeah, solid four. Okay, the next movie I watched was called Leaves of Grass. Grass, in this case, meaning weed. Weed. Uh, starring Edward Norton and Edward Norton. He plays himself. No, he does, sorry, he doesn't play himself. He plays a set of twins. A set of twins? Would a set of twins be four twins? Huh. He plays twins. Let's just say it that way. And I don't mean uh, Schwarzenegger and DeVito twins. I mean identical twins. One, uh, sort of an odd couple type. One lawyer, button-downed dude. Uh, and one, pot-growing dude. Uh, also in the movie is uh, Richard Dreyfus as a sort of a Jewish mob kingpin guy. Uh, and uh, Susan Sarandon plays their mom. The movie is about how uh, the twin, the uh, pot-growing twin guy, wants to uh, get out of the pot-growing biz, basically, and uh, sort of has to enlist the help of his twin brother, so he can, spoiler, um, murder the Jewish boss, kingpin, Richard Dreyfus character, who uh, sort of set him up with the money to get into the drug uh, game, biz. It's all kind of... Uh, his plan <laughs> does not exactly make sense, and uh, as you can imagine, does not... <laughs> a plan that does not make sense... Uh, coming to fruition does not happen very often, as you can imagine, and it, uh, well, does not in this case, either. Hmm. The, uh, the twins, the Ed Norton twins, are, uh, I guess you would call them estranged, have not spoken in a long time, so the, uh, the whole sort of backdrop is them getting to know one another, 
um, coming closer to one another, yada, yada, yada. Of course, with this style of movie, as always happens, uh, something that always happens in this kind of movie is that you'll have two people, they'll be sort of uh, not liking each other, let's say, just boil it right down, then they will come to like each other, then something will happen, and then they won't like each other for a bit, and then the movie ends with them liking each other again. That happens in so many movies. Look, you know what, from now on, look out for that scenario, and you will see it a lot. That being said, I'm going to give the movie a 3 out of 5. It was my, uh, my sort of typical 3 in that while watching it, I was enjoying it, but would not watch it again. Alright, moving on to uh, Tyson. little documentary, uh, biographical documentary by the name of Tyson. Starring, well, is there other famous Tysons? Tysons, Tysons. None that I could think of off the top of my head. Starring Mike Tyson. Famous, crazy, professional boxer dude, Mike Tyson. I have talked about Mike Tyson on a couple of, uh, I think, TV Tuesdays, because he was on either Jimmy Kimmel, was it? Oh, uh, he was also on Adam Carolla. I remember that. Because he, uh, I think, from the sounds of it, is going to be doing a podcast, which uh, I will most likely listen to, because he, I can verify now even further... Uh, from watching this movie, he is goddamn crazy. He used to be uh, definitely, no surprise to any who know him, crazy, uh, sort of violent crazy, not nice crazy, but uh, has since very much mellowed and is just sort of, you know what, I wouldn't mind uh, hanging out with this dude crazy and just kind of seeing what happens crazy. So, good, good on him. It uh, talked about well, his life, <laughs> as you do in a in a biographical documentary. There was a started off with his boxing career as uh, as you do. Well, started off with his young life and how he got into boxing, which uh, which was interesting actually. Some things you probably did not know about boxing. His uh, sort of uh, mentor dude who. Uh, got him into boxing, as opposed to sort of, uh, he thought, his mentor thought, and Mike thought that if he had not gotten into boxing, he would probably uh, be dead in sort of gang-related stuff, let's call it. So uh, that that I uh, that I appreciated. I'm kind of surprised that it, they, they spoke a lot about the uh, sort of ear-biting incident, and uh, what he was thinking while that was happening, and why he did it, and things like that. Like, it's not like he set out to do that. He was, uh, Vander Holyfield head-butted him a couple of times, and it just sort of enraged the beast, let's say. And um, as he describes it, he just went red with rage and sort of blacked out and bit his ear, which, although horrible that he had that within him to do that. I don't even know if I could use the word understandable, but uh, but I think I can. 
All right, folks, we are at work. Nice short week, though. I will be back here in eight hours. Oh, you know what I just noticed? <laughs> I don't have seven movies. I have six movies. For some reason, I did one, two, four, five, six, seven. For some reason, I don't like the number three, apparently, when I did this list. Odd. Love you, dearies. I'm a fool to do your dirty working, working, working. And we're back. We are back. We are back. We are back. We are back. Back. We are back. Back in action. Hello again. That was eight hours of work. However, that was, uh, was pretty good. I got today, probably the first time ever in my life, a unexpected raise in pay. What? Well, let me clarify that last... Uh, okay, well, let's say this first. Very, very little to no work talk on the podcast. But, you know, sometimes I'll throw it in, because that is where I spend eight hours, five days a week, so hard not to talk about it a little bit, especially as I am uh, driving to and from work doing the podcast, so it's got to be somewhat fresh in my mind, right? Right. So there is my clarification. Uh, further clarification is that uh, last review and raise I did, I had forgotten that we had planned to do another review sort of halfway uh, like a months later, it was in July and it's now January, so not a full year kind of kind of deal, and that had slipped my mind. So uh, came in for a little review and got a, a nice raise, and an unexpected raise, even uh, somehow even sweeter, just like uh, how free beer tastes better. Somehow, some way. Okay, so since uh, it is Movie Monday. We'll jump back in to talking about movies. As you do, really. Makes sense. So we left off talking about the Ed Norton joint. Uh, Leaves of Grass. <laughs> Leaves of Grass, Ed Norton joint. Those are both, those are both drug jokes there. Uh, so let's jump on to... Oh shit, did I talk about Tyson? Yeah, I did, too. Okay, yeah, yeah, left left off talking about Tyson. That's it. So, uh, let's move on to the next film. Uh, another documentary. Seems we got two in this particular movie Monday. It was called uh, Vegucated. That, uh, what they did there is they combined the word educated and vegetable into Vegucated. It is a movie that, uh, if you know me, may surprise you that I watched, just because it is about um, veganism, and to a lesser extent, vegetarianism, and uh, sort of the life of people who do that, those things. Um, would be surprising to know I watch that, perhaps because I love me some meat. I love uh, pretty much all foods. I'm not a picky eater. Love uh, really anything. There's very few things I don't like. <laughs> I 
a lot of the things I don't like are various vegetables. Uh, cauliflower, bleh, broccoli, bleh. It's weird, though, because uh, I do find uh, that as I get older, I do like more vegetables than I did uh, as opposed to when I was younger. I think that's just something happens with your with your palate. Some scientific type thing, I'm sure, can explain that, right? Most likely? Probably? Possibly? Like, uh, Brussels sprouts. No kid likes Brussels sprouts. But I had them, and, and I hated them as a kid, as you do. But I had them not too, uh, too long ago, and, and they were actually good. Weird. Anyways, Vegucated. Uh, the movie, the documentary, revolves around three folk who were meat-eaters, but uh, signed up for this documentary to uh, be vegan for six weeks. So not even vegetarian, full-flight vegan. Uh, if you don't know the difference, which uh, I was a little shady on what the difference was, sort of, kind of, a vegetarian will not eat meat. Now, vegan amps up that craziness, which <laughs> I guess you could kind of tell my bias right, right there, uh, amps up that craziness and won't eat uh, dairy, won't eat uh, anything coming from animals at all, so no cheeses, will not wear leather products or any products from animals whatsoever. So, pretty crazy. If you ask me. Uh, why did I watch this movie? Because, you know what, I like to uh, get both sides of the, uh, the coin, both, uh, both sides of an argument. This entire movie is sort of, it's, I think you could even go as far to say its purpose is to turn those who are meat-eaters into non-meat-eaters. Um, I'm going to say it did not have that effect on me whatsoever. They go uh, into some of the bloody, gory things that happen on farms. Um, not to sound callous, although I kind of am when it comes to meat. I don't really care. As long as it tastes good, do what you have to do. That is probably not a very popular opinion, but what the hell. Throw it out there. Just being honest. Uh, I could never see a time in my life where I will not be a meat eater. Uh, they pointed out how um, people who are vegan are healthier, and I got some problems with that. They say all their studies have shown that this is true, but I kind of, uh, despite them... See, you got to question everything you hear, right? And I question them saying that uh, a vegan lifestyle is... Uh, you're automatically going to be healthier, because I, I can't see that as being true. might be true some of the time, no, yeah. One, uh, so they took these three people from sort of different walks of life, uh, which I liked. It was a young uh, Greek girl, I believe she was. If you know anything about uh, Greeks, which I know very little, other than the fact that they like to eat meat, <laughs> that's one kind of thing I know about Greek people, is that they like meat. So uh, <laughs> I like that they picked her. Who else? They picked a uh, sort of a real nerdy guy. Uh, so, again, I, I like that choice. And then they picked uh, an older, sort of 50, 60-year-old uh, Jewish woman. So, kind of a, a variety of, of walks of life. 
to see if they could do it. They all did it. To uh, spoil the movie for you, they all uh, pulled it off and did their six weeks. Uh, or did they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they did. Uh, maybe the girl, the young girl, had trouble. Uh, can't quite remember. Oops. They all, uh, at least at one point in the movie, said that they thought uh, since doing this, they would never eat meat again and were going to continue on with this lifestyle. So uh, it was almost, <laughs> it's kind of weird to say, but I almost got sort of a brainwashed feel from the people, from these three, uh, because of all the things and they had to go through as far as watching videos about what happens on a farm and in a meat packing plant and uh, meeting up with other people and hanging out with nothing but vegans and hippy-dippy people and I don't know, it just kind of gave me the feel that they were a little brainwashed to this point of view during this movie. Which I think, oddly, one of the uh, one of the tools that brainwashers use is to uh, not feed or not give the proper nutrients to the people they're brainwashing. So, how about that for a theory? Uh, the movie... I'll go uh, three... It was, it, was, it was not bad. I didn't mind watching it. I like uh, getting the other side of the coin, even if I don't uh, agree with it, which I do not in this case. Same reason I, uh, I'm going to say read the Bible, although <laughs> had so much difficulty reading it that I kind of gave up because uh, it was such bullshit. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a whole other podcast altogether. Actually, not this movie Monday, but next We'll kind of delve a little more into that because I watched a movie called Ah oh, shit, can't remember. Uh, anyways, we'll save that for for next movie Monday and move on to uh, Resident Evil Retribution. Let me do, let me do that again. Get a little more into it. Resident Evil Retribution. That was a creepy, scary voice. It is, if you uh, could not guess, um, a movie in the the old uh, Resident Evil franchise there. Uh, I'm a fan of the Resident Evil franchise. They are... How do you describe them? They're weird. They're not... There's definite zombie movies with kind of... kind of twist. Sort of like if a zombie movie was crossed with the Resident Evil video games, which makes sense with uh, kind of that Japanese weird, <laughs> weirdly written storyline uh, theme to it. Okay, okay, how about this? If you took a weird Japanese zombie movie and then had a an American action guy uh, direct it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that might be a reasonable explanation of the Resident Evil franchise. They, um, for the most part, actually really for the all part, have almost very little to do, have uh, very little to do with the video games that share the same name. Uh, the characters are... The characters are all there, and they're all named the same, but the storylines are way, way different than any Resident Evil uh, 
uh, games I've ever played. This one uh, brought... Did it bring all of them? It brought a lot. Compared to the other ones, it's been a while, but compared to the other past Resident Evil games, this one uh, really delved more deeply into the uh, Resident Evil franchise to pull some characters out of anyways. The story is freaking crazy, man. Um, Mila Hochovic, Hohovic, Jojovic, Mila Hohovic, Jojovic. How, how do you say her name? Not, not quite sure. Mila Hohovic. <laughs> you know who I mean. That girl. She uh, has starred in all of these, so she must like doing them or enjoys a paycheck. Um because it's not like she's going to get much praise for her acting abilities in movies such as this. Uh, not to say that they're bad. I'll uh, throw out my rating. This one only gets a three. There are better ones. Like, the first one I'd give definite probably four to. Um, the story is convoluted. <laughs> Would be a definite word you could use to describe it. Um, she's... Uh, you know what? I am uh, not even going to attempt describing the story. How about that? In a, in a podcast first. It's pretty crazy. And a lot of it didn't make a lot of sense. And yeah, we'll, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Despite all that, I did enjoy it while watching it. Hence the three rating. A lot of good action. A lot of good uh, zombie things. Uh, something cool they did was a, a, for a chunk of it, they were trying to escape a building, and within the building was basically a, yeah, yeah, really, a, a holodeck. A holodeck, as in from Star Trek holodeck. So that was cool that they used it to bring certain scenarios into the movie that really could not exist in one movie without the use of a holodeck. So, I like that. And it ended. This is... I guess a spoiler, but not really. Um, it ended with, they made it to, uh, escaped everything, made it to safety, yada yada, uh, made it to the White House, which was sort of where the last of the human race was um, barricading themselves against the giant zombie horde. And uh, that was a cool sort of end scene, because you got to see this super giant horde of not just human zombies, but other types of zombies they have in the Resident Evil universe uh, attacking the White House and its barricaded grounds uh, against the remaining humans and their army with choppers and tanks and explosions and just wave after wave of zombies. So uh, it's a shame that that, uh, we'll call it a scene, lasted all of 10 seconds to sort of, I guess, uh, set it up for more movies. Now, why couldn't they have that scene be sort of prolonged and do a sort of Lord of the Rings uh, end battle? Uh, that's an idea that I would get behind. Okay, so last movie is... I don't uh, very often bring back movies that I have seen before, just because there's so many movies nowadays... <laughs> to choose from, that it's hard to keep up with what is being released and what is sort of available on Netflix and TV and video games. It's, it's hard to, it's hard nowadays to 
consume as much media as as I would like, so I don't as often throw in movies that I have already seen. And when I do, it's uh, usually movies that I would either give a 4 or a 5 to. Uh, in this case, a 5. It is a movie by the name of Casino. Casino. Starring none other than Robbie, Robert, Bobby, uh, Bob Rob, uh, I think that's it, uh, De Niro, and uh, also Mr. Joe Pesci. These two are are always good in gangster movies. They have that sort of uh, toughness about them, which is kind of uh, funny when you think about it from Joe Pesci's standpoint, because he's not, as far as physically, not what I would consider very intimidating. However, I've, I've heard that uh, when he's on set in a, in a role like this, that he really likes to get into character, so is tough, basically. I forget what movie it was that I heard where he had to slap around a guy, um, and definitely in some sort of gangstery type role, and he really, <laughs> he really got into the action and hit him around pretty good. I forget who it was. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, Casino is uh, sort of the backdrop of the movie is um, the is uh, Las Vegas in the oh shit I don't really know what years in the sixties I guess in the sixties and seventies sort of its boom uh, how I don't know how accurately you can say that. Uh, Las Vegas was sort of created, uh, built by the uh, mobsters of that era, I guess. That always seems to be the story. So, uh, the story in movies, how accurate it is, I don't really know. Uh, I wouldn't mind... Is, is there... I imagine there's got to be. Is there a documentary out there that explores that? The actual, factual, build-up, boom, buh? the boom of uh, and creation of Las Vegas. Does that exist? Because I'd watch that. It would be interesting. So this follows uh, Robbie, Bobbert, Bob, Rob, De Niro, who uh, plays a Jewish guy, actually, who's sent by the mob bosses to one of the casinos to run it. And uh, all that that sort of entails in this era. Uh, his longtime boyhood chum comes and uh, sort of sets up his gangstery shop, let's say. So Bobby De Niro's sort of trying to uh, keep it on the up and up, at least as far as the casino goes. And then um, his uh, buddy there comes and sets up shop in the gangstery kind of underworld. And uh, they obviously come to clashes. Clash of the... Oh, shit. Almost just drove through my intersection there. And uh, all sorts of uh, good gangstery action. I uh, forgot what I was saying as I almost uh, got hit by a snowplow. <laughs> Basically. Uh, uh, Sharon Stone, also there, plays a sort of uh, Bobby De Niro's 
wife, trophy wife, probably would be a good way to describe her. Uh, James Woods also uh, makes an appearance, several appearances. He, he's really good. I like him. I wish he did uh, more movies. James Woods. Who else? A uh, lot, lot of big names. Oh, uh, Don Rickles. Uh, Kevin Pollock. Kevin Pollock. Of Kevin Pollock's Chat Show. Kevin Pollock's Chat Show, a podcast. Where? This is also a podcast. So, uh, why don't we end it at that for some reason? Why would we end it on that note? No idea. Not a goddamn clue. I'll tell you why. Because uh, I'm at home. So that's where we end shit, when I get to home. Folks, it is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Lackadaisical Libra Cubicle Wrist. We here in the Libro Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address. Jordan at gmail.com And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway Wait till our lips have met Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine? The best is yet to come, come the day you're mine Live long and prosper.